My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And it is sunny as shit right now at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday evening. There's a debate a few days ago between uh, Sam Cedar and Destiny, two people who are left of center. Sam Cedar more so than Destiny. Destiny's real name, I think, is Steven. I can't remember his last name. Um, they were debating Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, the actions on that fateful day in Kenosha, Washington, uh, Wisconsin, as well as his activity after. Scusi. Ooh, what am I going to eat tonight? I should fast. I haven't ran today yet, and I got to run my dog. I don't want to. I don't want to eat something and then take my dog for a run and make him throw up all over the place. Or make me throw up all over, all over the place. Um, so, Sam, Sam was not prepared. And uh, I think some of his armor is falling off. As I've said before, Sam Cedar is the best that the left has to offer. Uh, in terms of arguing for their, their side on issues. Um... I think Steven uh, or Destiny is a, uh, a pretty close second. Um, but S- Steven, it's rumored that he's starting to move a little bit closer to center, which is what you would assume somebody who is honest with themselves and genuine would do. Um, just because of how nutty the left has been and, and how far over they pulled that Overton window. So, uh... I would highly suggest to go and watch it. I watched a uh, six-hour stream from Sitch and Adam about this. They tend to cover these types of, types of things, and they, they really enjoy Destiny. Uh, what is bizarre is that John Doyle's name got brought into this. John Doyle is a uh, close friend of the show of uh, Slightly Offensive with Elijah Schaefer. Um, he's got his own... YouTube channel. Fuck off, car, you tattletailing bitch. Can you hear that dinging? Uh, I don't have my seatbelt on, and also I've got a seat full of heavy things next to me. That's setting it off. Um, yeah, so John Doyle's show is called Heck Off Commie, and uh, he is uh, unapologetically uh, normal, and I enjoy it, and Catholic. And he's, he comes from Michigan, so it's, I always enjoy listening to him talk about um, the goings-ons up here in the the, mit, the murder mint, as some refer to it. So uh, his name was brought up, and it's so funny because Sam, Sam, when he doesn't know much about something, I mean, he admitted he didn't even watch the trial, which is kind of something that you want to do if you're debating a uh, a situation like Kyle Rittenhouse's Um, because the the most purest amount of data and information should seemingly uh, come out of it if you're going to debate somebody on said topic. Um, Now, I'm sure that there's always, I mean, I'm sure that there's an exception to that, to to the, that rule with that, but you know, like the January 6th committee, which isn't really a trial as much as it is just a fucking circus, um, where they're bringing in people who are, are fucking flat out lying about things like, oh, I don't know, Trump beating the shit out of, uh, <laughs> secret service men and grabbing hold of the wheel and fucking killing everybody. They all died. Trump included in that story. Isn't that where it went? Or did I miss something? Anyway, um, yeah, that was all horseshit. But anyway, back to this. How many times are you going to say, but anyway? Fuck up! Sam Cedar has a real issue with you owning guns and going to uh, protests that turn into riots in which people burn down buildings, businesses. Um, he believes that uh, marginalized people, black people, um, 
when they're upset with policing in their communities, which needs it more than anyone, um, that they have the right to go burn down a, a mom and pop donut palace. Now I'm, I'm being somewhat facetious and, and hyperbolic, hyperbole, hyperbolic, um, in saying that, but I mean, essentially that's where he kind of goes. And the point to be made is because he doesn't think that, uh, Kyle should have ever went. He also really likes state lines and, uh, borders except for to the country. Um, he believes that it should be against the law to go across state lines with a gun in the United States of America. And uh, I would assume he doesn't like that the Constitution supersedes all state laws. Uh, because he had a real issue with that. Kyle went across state lines. He didn't even live there. So he shouldn't have been able out. He shouldn't have been protecting anybody's shit. And uh, uh, private materials? Is that what it is? Private ownership? Property. Oh, that property isn't worth as much as a human life. But what he's really saying in all of this is that um, people's property isn't as important as liberal people's lives. That's really where he's going with that. Um, and Stephen, just somewhat calmly, and Stephen even, well, uh, Destiny, whatever you want to call him, even said that he didn't like his his performance in the debate. Um, and there are some instances that while watching it, you're like, oh yeah, I see what you're talking about. Because he, he could have really went in hard on Sam Cedar. Now, people on the left, or people who are left of center, tend to respect Sam Cedar, even though a whole swath of them will not have him on their shows because they know that he's disingenuous and a bad actor and a liar. Um, but he carries some respect with with his name or respect comes with his name um, or people respect him um, in the left because their superpower is that they all come together at the end of the day but um, and you can see that that uh, Destiny respected him a little bit too much but it's not it's not given back it's uh Sam Cedar doesn't have much respect for really anybody but himself. He seems to think um, that he is the bee's knees in the cat's pajamas. Uh, he also seems to think that he is a comedian, even though I've never heard him say a single thing that was funny. Um, and even with his quote-unquote poor performance, Destiny just fucking wrecked his shit on numerous occasions. And it was almost like he was holding back, like I said, out of the respect thing. Um pointing out that if Kyle didn't have the right and what if he didn't have the right to go there and protect other people's property with a gun um, then the people going there to riot didn't have the right to go there and burn down people's shit with fire and Adam because I watched it on Sitch and Adam's YouTube channel Adam um, made that point and was pretty happy that he made that point because Sitch was like, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, I know. That's like the understood thing that we, all normal people kind of already had, you know, it was the whole point of like why Kyle would go out. Um, I'll give you a quick gist of what the left thinks of, of Kyle and Kyle being there. And it's crazy. One is that he crossed eight lines with an illegal firearm. That was not true. Uh, Kyle's father lived in Kenosha and his mother lived in a town right on the other side of the border of uh, the Wisconsin, Illinois um, states. If you have been, have, have come from divorced parents, another phrase is a broken home, like I have, you, your parents have a room for you at each house. Your dad will have a room for you, your mom will have a room for you, or you'll share a room with you. Whatever. It's your residence. Both places are your residence. Legally, you can only have one address. Fuck that. Both sides. Both. They're still both your parents. One's your dad, one's your mom. Which means that their house is also your house. Which means that their neighborhood is also your neighborhood. Which means that their city is also your city. 
And in this case, Kenosha was Kyle Rittenhouse's fucking city. Even if legally his mom had his address, because legally you can only have one address. I know that because uh, that was something that um, we had to go through in court for my son. Um, even though we share 50-50 custody. So the left seems to believe that Kyle uh, had no business being there because his mom lived in a city on the other, in another state. So they just can't get over this idea, right? Um, for Sam Cedar not to have watched the trial, that's what he's missing here. And it's like, you'd think that you would have watched this and, and or maybe like read some cliff notes on everything, you know, where that would have been something you would have, oh shit, didn't even realize that. All right, so maybe he had a little bit of a, a reason to be there. People were... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> what had happened, what really started all of this off was the shooting of Jacob Blake. And when Destiny touched on this, fucking Sam Cedar wanted nothing to do with it. Because he's stupid. And and in the beginning when he talked about the Jacob Blake shooting, when it happened, uh, he was all about police brutality. But more information has come out that shows that Jacob Blake was in the absolute wrong and it was a great shoot. Not just a good shoot, it was a great shoot. The fucking, the mother of his kid um, called the cops to come out and get him. She had a restraining order on him. Um, however, she did allow for him to have some time with his son, and he had some kind of issue with her, probably for parenting time, I would assume, and took her keys, I don't know how he got a hold of them, took her keys to the rental car that she had out in the street. There were two kids in the back of the car. I don't know if both of them were his, just one of them was his, or neither one of them were his. The cops show up before he gets to the car. Um, He's in violation, I guess, of his uh, uh, restraining order. Uh, And maybe also because he had the keys to the car. And so they went to subdue him and arrest him. He fought back. Um... The video shows him fighting back to the cops trying to arrest him on the ground, wrestle him down. When he gets up, he has an object in his hand that later turned out to be a knife. And now he's circling the car to get in the fucking car that is not his. Even rent, his name is not on the rental contract. He's going to get in the car. The cop comes up, draws his gun, shoots him in the back five or six times. And then Black Lives Matter gets a hold of it. And Black Lives Matter has a wonderful track record of picking the worst cases to support and promote as uh, uh, police brutality on unarmed black men. The overwhelming vast majority of the cases that Black Lives Matter promoted were criminals who were caught committing crimes. The cops showed up to arrest them. They fought the cops many times had a weapon of some sort, many times those weapons were guns, and the cops shot and caught him, or killed him. Um, there were like three or four cases that they picked that uh, would have been, I guess, beneficial toward Black Lives Matter, but outside of that, I mean, it was obnoxiously high, the amount of, of cases that they picked uh, to support this being one of them. And so I can't remember if it was either the day that the shooting occurred, or I think it was that it was the day and then Kenosha police department, because of all the BLM, uh, riots that have been going on during the summer of love. Uh, they wanted to get the information out to the people as fast as possible so that there wasn't any question. The media couldn't twist it and warp it. And yet it still did. And it was like the day or the day after that the public found out about it, they started rioting. It had went on for two nights. After two nights, uh, there was a, a family that owned a car dealership. And they started to hire people to come out with guns to protect their cars because they had had X amount of cars and money that had already been burned, had been caught on fire and, and, uh, and uh, destroyed. And so they needed people to go out and protect their shit, like much like the rooftop Koreans in the L.A. riots. Um, and so that's what they did. And one of these people just so happened to be Kyle Rittenhouse's friend. 
And his friend called him up and he said, hey, do you want to go and do this with me? And Kyle said, yes. So that's a badge of honor right there, right? There you go. You can go collect it for the Boy Scouts because that's basically what Kyle Rittenhouse motherfucking was. He was out cleaning up graffiti from the night before, two nights before uh, from, from BLM. He was cleaning that up. He, he was already a, uh, a lifeguard at the local pool out there in Kenosha where his dad lives, which means that's where he lived also. So, and he had entered the, the, not academy, it's the, uh, the police, not recruits, what the fuck are they called? Like junior cadets or some shit because he wanted to be a cop one day. He's a boy scout and he went out there with an AR-15, um, to help. And not only that, you can hear him on a many a video, one uh, one or two of them being Elijah Schaefer's, um, in which he was asking people if they needed medical help. He was playing the part of a EMT, which kind of bothers me as somebody who worked as an EMT for five years, however long I did. And uh, now all of a sudden with these riots, everybody's a fucking EMT. And it's like, I doubt all of you shitheads have licenses. But what it basically meant was he was passing out water. He had like, I don't know, water and and gauze and shit like that. So if anybody got hurt, he would be able to help. He was walking around with fucking PPE, which is your gloves, constantly. Uh, Your gloves get swampy pretty quick, especially in the summer where it's hot out. The insides of those gloves, your your hands are going to get waterlogged because of all the sweat. Um, So that's... But he was doing that. That was a good thing that he was doing. So he was out there protecting... But he was also out there helping people, uh, even BLM people, right? Or the rioters, Antifa, whatever. He was out there to help whoever he could. I wouldn't have been doing that. I'd have been posted up at that fucking uh, uh, car dealership with my gun. And that's it, with a bottle of water next to me. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been out there fucking helping people. I don't know these motherfuckers. And and by the way, they're burning down cities. No thanks. But he was, which is uh, uh, something to... Admonish, if that's the word. Uh, but the left doesn't really pay attention to any of this. They just see him as uh, somebody who crossed state lines with an illegal gun. Um, he was a white supremacist. There's this whole thing that came up in the, in, in, in the trial about how uh, a militia formed and put out a Facebook post that they were, I don't know, uh, going to go out and kill looters and shit. Um Kyle never saw it. At least that's what I've gathered from from court. Uh, I don't believe that he had ever seen the post, uh, and he never reacted to the post, but that's what people were blaming it on or blaming him being out there for. They also made the argument that he never met the uh, the owners of the, the car dealership, which he did, and they threw him under the fucking bus. Why? Because, number one, insurance... The left would make the argument that these businesses can get burnt down because the insurance will just pay for it, which is such a dumb, dumb thought process. One, insurance doesn't necessarily pay for arson, which is what that would be considered. Um, If there was a riot clause, uh, no business fucking thinks to do that. So they didn't have insurance for that. Um, In the case that uh, insurance would pay for it, with cancel culture being a brand new fresh baby in the world uh, in terms of being a concept uh, you don't think that insurance company would have threw them under the fucking butt or not even paid them if they would have had anything to do with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and and BLM so yeah those people came out and said no fuck that we didn't know him lied on the stand they did know him or maybe they didn't lie on the stand but they did know Kyle he had met them there are pictures of this and so the left thinks that because it's a leftist talking point. Um, what else? Oh, that he was going around threatening people and aiming his gun at them. Never happened. There's not a single video out there that shows that whatsoever. They do show, uh, Rosenbaum coming out, threatening people. Um, this is the day of, or the, the second day that he had been let out of some psych ward somewhere. Uh, he was the one that was running around saying, shoot me nigga, shoot me nigga. Uh, the little, little white guy running around fucking puffing his chest out at the people with guns. How fucking stupid. Um, this is, this is the, the, the insanity of 
of entitled people. I mean, it's just, it's absurd. Um, what else? I got to get home soon. Um, and that he murdered th- uh, two and a half black people. They think that everybody he shot and killed was black. Um, I assume that that's because they were at a Black Lives Matter uh, riot. I think that that's where the confusion comes in because these people don't check into shit to see what all the ins and outs are. Um, and what else? And I think that's it. He's just they, they really painted him as being a, a white supremacist. And so... Um, Sam Cedar and Sam Cedar has absolutely done this. He has painted him to be a white nationalist uh, uh, asshole. He kept calling him an asshole in this debate. And Destiny came through to debunk, I think, just about every last one of these. And I guess what really got Sam Cedar's attention with all this is that uh, on one of Destiny's Twitch streams, he he made the comment that if this would have been a black man in Kyle's, like if roles were reversed and this would have been a black man that shot a white supremacist, that Sam Cedar would be guzzling up buckets of that black man's cum. And that, that burnt Sam Cedar up, dude. He fucking, he mentioned this, (laughs) Stephen saying that like, five or six times. He would not let it go throughout this debate. He did not like that whatsoever. Um, which is so kind of telling. And this might be presumptuous of me, but it's telling to me because the left still participates in um, negatively implying homosexuality on someone. If you remember, Stephen Colbert said that Trump was Putin's cock holster or Trump's mouth was Putin's cock holster, essentially calling him gay. Um, Sam Cedar didn't like being known as a, a, a gay man in this, in this hyperbolic fucking depiction of himself as uh, drinking male semen <laughs> so much so. <laughs> That he fucking lost his shit about it in this debate. So it was just funny. But uh, uh, Destiny did a really good job of of, uh, of refuting all of these claims. And in fact, bringing them up uh, to where you could see a very destitute, is that the word I want to use? Um, Sam Cedar. And uh, it really it really knocked off a lot of the, the armor that was on him. And most... Conservatives should have watched that to realize what to do if in in and uh, and essentially hop on this train to go and debate Sam Cedar and to knock him off his little fucking make believe uh, high horse that he likes to sit on. Um, he is not the debater that everybody thinks. I've been trying to say this for forever. The key to debating Sam Cedar is you attack his premises. You don't let him get past that because once he gets past that, he makes really good arguments for this false premise that he comes up with. This this uh, this layout of the argument that he's about to make. So you have to attack that, and once you do that, he's got nothing, and and it's it should be very easy to do that. Um, in any of his any of his arguments, and um, however, Destiny didn't necessarily follow that that blueprint. Um, and still did really well against him. Although, in what debates have become, um, they're they're just who sounds more right, and they're not about finding the truth and, and adhering to said truth. Um, I mean, I know I've I've had my instances that I've I've debated somebody, and it maybe I need to start being more aggressive and sticking to the point in my debates because I tend to fall into the uh, I have to put out all the fires. I have to answer all of these things because I don't want them to have any any bit of room uh, to be correct in whatever it is that we're debating. Unless I also believe in whatever, you know, whatever points they make. <clears throat> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a funny debate. It was funny to see um, Sam Cedar on his heels against somebody who respected him and didn't want to knock him out. You know, it was, it was odd 
to see that. And sad, too, because you're seeing somebody, like I said, in Destiny who respected him, and Sam Cedar doesn't respect him at all and and is constantly trying to attack him and and, uh, is getting very frustrated and and, and angry throughout the debate. So uh, give it a watch, and you'll see what I'm saying. Um, Outside of that, I did want to talk about a couple of shows that I recently finished watching that most people... Uh, one that most people have probably seen uh, in Stranger Things. Stranger Things was pretty decent. It was pretty decent. It put some things together. It it wasn't like a lot of people are treating it as if, ah, should I give too much away? I mean, it, it has been out for a few days. All right, listen. If you haven't watched <coughs> the latest season or at least the second part of Stranger Things, don't listen any further because I'm about to talk about it. It's Spoiler alert. How nice am I that I can just, I'll, I'll do that for you, right? To let you know beforehand. And also with The Boys. The Boys just finished up in only seven episodes. I thought the other one, other seasons were a little bit longer. Absolutely, thoroughly dep- or, uh, uh, disappointed in The Boys. I guess I'll touch on that one first. Because I, I'm much happier with Stranger Things. The Boys went woke. And they have fucking almost all but lost me. I complained about this earlier in the season and I will continue to, to complain about it now. Um, it is woke fucking garbage. The story could have been a lot better. I kind of hung on. There was a couple episodes in which they seemed a lot better and, and that was uh, episode that was seven, six, four and five. Four and five were a lot better from one, two, and three. One, two, and three was just fucking, you know, fun gay shit and and, uh, anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-Trump, anti-conservative, Republican, capitalist, um, white, uh, bringing up, you know, anti-man, anti-masculinity, fucking, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's damn near unbearable. And then towards the end of it, there was still just little jabs of that. The, the black guy in the boys, is, his name is Mother's Milk. You're welcome. Because I had to look that shit up because I couldn't remember it. I've watched three seasons of this fucking show. I know one guy is Butcher. One guy is Huey. One guy is Frenchie. I still can't remember the, the, the Asian lady's name. The little, um, like she's like a, like a woman version of Wolverine without... The claws. She's like feral and she's got super strength and just wants to kill everybody. Um, and then there's the black guy. And by the way, the boys has absolutely went away from source material. It is not even the same story at all. And I guess they could make an argument when doing this because the boys has already ended as a, as a graphic novel. It's done. Um, and maybe they do this in, in the, the, intent of carrying on a show that will last more than three, four, five seasons, you know, to try and get 10 seasons out of it. So they have to get off script, which I guess you could, or you could just keep fucking making story, you know, bring in the writer, pay him a whole bunch of money, let him keep fucking writing more stories. But, um, you know, and add some shit instead of doing what they do, which is just to go about as far away from the, the source material as they can. Um, yeah, since they've done that, I'll tell you, in the comic book, uh, Homelander, so what they did was they, it is, um, oh, what, what, what's the word? Cynicism? They, they don't like the, uh, the, you know, Boy Scout version of, of what heroes are. And this has been kind of a, a new genre of, of comic much like the Watchmen, and then you've got the boys, you've got uh, in, um, Invincible. Uh, these are comics and comic book stories where superheroes are actually the bad guys. You know what I mean? And maybe even the bad guys are bad guys, but everybody's basically a bad person. Immoral, with very few good guys in them. Uh, and if they are good guys, then they're anti-heroes. And that's what the, the boys are. Homelander is like a uh, an awful version of... Uh, Superman. He's got all of Superman's super strength. He can fly. He's got heat vision. He's got all these things. But he is a fucking evil villain. 
he ends up dying in the comic books by Black Noir, who is actually uh, a uh, copy, whatever you call that, of Homelander. And so it, he was always like a... Uh, <sighs> I can't think of words. In case something bad goes happen, you use it. It's a contingency, basically, to kill Homelander. And that happens. And both Black Noir and Homelander die in the comic book. And that's how, how he dies. So, sorry if I just spoiled that, um, if you were going to read the comics. But they've gone so far away from that because, spoiler alert, Homelander isn't dead at the end. Is anybody dead? Did anybody die this? I mean, there are some soups that died, but there's so many of them. Ugh, it's hard to keep track. But, um, man, they entered uh, Black Lives Matter with, uh, what's the, the, the black superhero? Um, he's the speedy guy. He's supposed to be the, the Flash. Um, they gave, <laughs> they made him out to be a self centered. I mean, they're all, all the super humans are self centered and, and shit like that. But, uh, they like, he was the black lives matter, um, portion of the show with the exception of this, the black guy from the boys group, the human, um, who in the comic book actually has superpowers. This one doesn't. He, uh, he brings this this very um, he pushes the racism bullshit you know of like uh, soups are all racist he calls there's a new storyline in this one that's just fucking bizarre in which uh, um, shit not boy scout what the fuck is his name army boy or soldier boy soldier boy played by Dean from Supernatural um, had killed Mother's Milk's grandfather, and it was because he had he had gotten into a, a fight with some black criminals in the hood, and took their car and threw it through a building, and it killed his grandfather. And so now Mother's Milk says that he's racist. There, oh dude, there's just so many fucking ridiculous things in this storyline. Um, Maeve, who plays the one one Wonder Woman character, she's a lesbian. Uh, or no, she's bi. Sorry, she's bi. She actually has sex with uh, Butcher at one point, um, which was kind of like cool. I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna make them like a couple. That's kind of neat, you know. Um, ugh, there's a whole thing, dude. In the first, I think the first season, they make Christians out to be all hypocrites, uh, which is how Hollywood views them. I think I've talked about that one before. Uh, Homelander. Homelander is like Trump, and he's got a following of, like, Trump supporters and shit. Uh, what else? Uh, there's gay shit throughout all of it. You see a lot of dick. You see very little, very little titty. And a whole bunch of dick. So, I don't know if it's, like, ran by gay people, the production studio, who just want gay shit all over the place. But by the time you're done watching the show, you're just, like, fed up. And it's not even, it, none of it adds to the story. Not a fucking bit of it. It, it, it. They don't make it interesting. It's not like a cool aspect or like interesting how they, they just shove it down your throat. They fucking input it in places that's unnecessary. It's time consuming. Uh, it does absolutely nothing. Nothing. It does not, all the woke shit in this dumb show does 100% nothing to add to the, the, the quality of the show. And like I said, by the time you're done with it and the story is kind of fucked up at the end. It's like not fucked up. It's just, it's kind of bland. It's like that. It seems pretty derivative. All the shit that you just did, you know, it's like, it's still kind of part of the storyline, still kind of good, but it's just fucking when you're done, it's bland. So you're like, I just wasted fucking hours watching this seven hours this year, watching this dumbass fucking show. Um, and yeah, you pretty much did. So, I got on Twitter last night after I got done watching it and uh, and said some shit. And a couple of people weren't very happy about it, but they can go fuck themselves. Because it's terrible, you know? It's like, it, as a writer, as a storyteller, it's like, fuck me running, man. Can't you guys... Listen, in my book, I put in my ideas. My, my ideals, I should say. But political, religious. Um, but I don't shove it down your fucking throat. Uh, I talk about it, but I try to make it interesting. I try to point out, I uh, not point out, sorry. I try to make 
my argument in an interesting way that doesn't overwhelm you constantly with it. I mean, it's a it's a show about it's a I'm sorry a, a fantasy story in ways it's fictional about um, God and uh, the devil. So that's obviously going to be a big part of it. But it's not like fucking constantly down your throat every moment, you know. Ugh. And it's it, when I include these things, I make sure to make them important to the story, you know, that the story needs it. Not that I'm just you know, putting in this little, this little jab here against my enemies, you know, I mean, I do some of that, but it's not, it's not to do with politics or religion. It's, you know, jabs that really only the people that, um, know me will, will pick up on. But to see it in, in a live action show, it's just like, man, I'm fucking wasting my time with this. And most people don't want to hear this shit all the time. We don't, you know, we just got through with fucking pride month, which was a joke. And, uh, the shit that, that the left is trying to pull constantly. And people are just tired of this. This isn't entertainment for us. Uh, it's not what, what the majority of people want. Um, and yet it permeates damn near every story. I know talking with brain, you know, he's getting pretty fucking frustrated with it too. He's just like, man, I can't, there's not a show, not a movie, uh, that this shit doesn't, doesn't, isn't a part of. And not only is it a part of it, it has to be a massive part of it and totally take me away from being interested. And he's right. It does. The biggest part about it is because they're telling a story in which you injecting this shit has nothing to do with the story and doesn't do anything for it. And that's probably what I get so pissy about. So that's the boys. And then you have Stranger Things. Stranger Things just ended and uh, not bad. What I guess I couldn't let go of was that it took them two years to do it and or to, to make this season. And as I was talking with my son, I'm like, yeah, man, this is, you know, this took place in night. What was it? 1980, 1981. It's in the 80s. So you have to kind of a big part of this show is nostalgia with the eighties. Uh, the story's pretty damn good, but it has to do with the eighties. So you're gonna, you got 10 years. And when you take two years off and try to stick to a timeline within the story itself, now you're missing a a whole year. These kids are growing up because this has so much to do with the kids, you know, 11 and will and all the rest, (coughs) all the rest of them. Um, they are gonna they're they're going through puberty right now because they're, they I think we started off with them being like ten or eleven maybe even twelve so they're they're now going through thirteen and fourteen they're all I think this season they're all in freshman year of high school and it takes place in nineteen eighty six um you've got four more years you know what I mean so you guys better get some shit done within that time frame. Now, I mean, I'd be interested to see what happens when they get into the early '90s if they're gonna if they're gonna do that. That I'd be cool with it. And it's it seems like the writers are good enough to be able to do that and transition over into a new decade and still respect the the timeline and what was going on at that at that point in in all of our lives that that lived through it. Um, make no mistake, it still has some woke shit in it, and. If you're like me, you're waiting for it because you know how spiteful it has become to when 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 you're watching a show and, and what they want to do with it. They have to put it in there. And it's almost like, as I've said before with Hollywood, if you're not gay, you're bad. Right? Now that's that's a bit I, I keep using this word tonight, but hyperbolic. It is. However, that's what's happening. Every within Hollywood, they're going so far left that they're not leaving a lot of room for normal people to one exist out there uh, in Hollywood land, but for us to enjoy their their stories. With this show, what they've done a good job of is even though they inject it, they they don't necessarily let it take too far away from the storyline. 
there is uh, last season they include so that would have been three years ago, two years, three years ago. They included a gay uh, a gay girl, right? Which Steve was was thinking about dating, and then it, he finds out that she's gay, and you're just like, Ugh. but it wasn't too bad. It was like the, that that threshold that you have to deal with their shit. It was within that threshold, and it's like, all right, not too bad. She's gay. All right, maybe that could have existed. Can't remember who I was talking to where they're like, um, gays weren't all that prevalent in anything in real life or not. I mean, fucking San Francisco was still not necessarily completely wholly gay. You know, Harvey Milk may have came through and all that, but it still wasn't, you know, what they're making it out to be in fucking TV shows today. But anyway, so you have her, she's gay. You have Max and Sinclair. Sinclair, his last name, I can't remember his first, uh, is the black kid of the four friends and um, they put them together now because I'm always watching out for their spitefulness that makes me think that they're forcing the interracial couple on part you know check mark box in there Um, but they still play it out pretty good it's still believable Um, back in the 80s I don't know if it would have necessarily been that been that way but hey you know it's like they don't make it so overbearing that they're they're injecting it in there and that they're pushing it so maybe it wasn't maybe that was just a natural flow of how the story was supposed to go in the first place so I'm not too mad about that one um and again as I have to apparently preface um I'm not mad that there is an interracial couple I'm mad that they keep fucking throwing it in my face and down my throat that there needs to be an interracial couple. I am a big fan of organic growth of a story, of human nature, of all that fun shit. Um, <clears throat> what else did they do? What else did they do? And what's crazy is that like there isn't that much wokeness in it. You know, there's some, but there isn't that much in it to where it's it's uh, like I said that it goes past your threshold knowing that the the guy who plays uh Hopper in real life he fucking when he accepted their award he was talking about punching a Nazi in the face do you remember that uh Winona Ryder Winona, Winona Ryder um I think she's a little she's is she outspoken leftist I don't know I could be off on that one but um the guy that plays the uh, <clears throat> the Russian, um, the American who can speak Russian and all that shit, he's a hard leftist in real life. I feel like he got hit with some pedo shit at one point or another. Maybe I'm wrong about that one. Um, so knowing that you know some of the cast is pretty fucking hard left and buys into this stupid shit, um, but the the writers and whatnot are are good enough to not not inject too much of it to make it overbearing. Not bad. Not bad. Story's pretty good. Took a couple of turns this season. Um, what I think added to how good of it of a show it was, it was a real adventure. Because you had Elle that was taken away. She was separated from everyone. Uh, Papa came back, which was, a, which was different. Um, I guess they could still make him come back again. We'll see. Will. Fuck, I can't remember all the boys' names. Um, and I keep wanting to call, what's his name? Charlie. Uh, Steve's, the little short curly haired fat one with the, he's missing his clavicles and his front teeth. Can never remember his name. And he's one of my favorites because him and Steve, like that pairing of him and Steve is the best. It's just me and my son love it. It's like, that's, that's the best grouping. And my son knows their names. L is pretty cool. But anyway, so, uh, L is away, uh, Oh, that was the one thing. That's right. They're making Will gay. Will's Will is gay, and they. I I, I need to take back kind of what I said to an, to an effect. They lay it on pretty hard at a couple of points that he's gay. They have him fucking wanting to tell his uh, his crush, which is the black haired friend, his best friend. Um, he's gay for his best friend, and they although they never say it, they imply it as hard as they can. So I do need to take it back a little bit with the woke shit. They do do that. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, and it's just uncomfortable, especially when I'm watching with my son. I'm just like, good lord, dude! I don't want my kids to have to see this shit. My daughter doesn't understand it right now, but my son's old enough to under start understanding. Like, there's some weird shit going on with what they're doing here, you know. Um, and I just don't want it. I don't want my kids to have to see this shit, and especially amongst kids. Doesn't this seem somewhat pedophilic? I guess to like fucking harp on their sexuality. You know, as as they're preteens or like I don't know, teen teens, just getting into teen shit. The more I think about it, you know, when it comes to like Freddy Krueger. In fact, um, yeah, who was I having a conversation with the other day about this? Uh, yeah, the the kids that starred in these shows and in, in like a Nightmare on Elm Street, these movies, a Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, all the slasher flicks, um, where these the the kids in these are supposed to be in high school. They're all played by by people who are like in their 20s and shit so that they can show their breasts and they're not kids. They're not minors, you know? And you're watching it with this mindset that you're you're watching teenage underage teenage girls show their tits and having sex. That's pedophilia, right? That's like a maybe a a, a uh, faux pedophilia or a neo-pedophilia, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, it's a little odd. And so the fact that they're harping so much on, you know, fucking Will uh, uh, insinuating that he's gay. And then he has a talk with his brother at one point and it's like, it didn't it didn't add to the story. The lesbian chick didn't add to the story. And they kind of harped on that this season too of her wanting to get with this other girl. That it did nothing for the story. Like, you know, it, at least make it make sense. That you're you're injecting this in there, so that I'm sorry I forgot about that. But as even with that, especially like once they got past because it, it was uncomfortable, and me watching it by myself, I was just like, ugh, this is fucking uncomfortable. Um, anytime that that shit would come up, but outside of that, once you got past that, then it was fucked, dude. The Eddie um, Metallica uh, guitar solo that he played in the Underworld. Or the upside down world, fucking awesome. When they had that part, dude, it was phenomenal. It was like, oh shit, nice, dude. You're watching it, you know what I mean. So they did a good job with that. That was pretty cool. How they went after Ve- Vector, Vechner, um, Beckman, Peter Beckman. Um, but that was pretty cool. Uh, how they did that with him. Um, the, I liked how they had... There was so many odes paid to... That's how you say that. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger. Because Vec, Vecna basically was the Stranger Things Freddy Krueger. Even with his hand. His left hand was all weird and shit. Um, he could attack people in their dreams. Uh, what else? He had a certain house in the neighborhood... And that was cool. That was nostalgic. That was I liked that part. Um, they the the twist that they had was that there isn't a mind flare, there isn't a, a, a another being in this upside down world um, that's stronger than Vecner, which they they tried to make him out to be just like a five star general. No, he is it. That was the twist, and it's like I don't think that's a very good twist. Like, it would be better if there was something else or, like, L was it or some crazy shit that, you know, Papa was the fucking, the orchestrator of this underground, uh, upside-down world. Because they really didn't go into deep detail as to how Papa even found this kid. I mean, I guess they kind of did because he was in the coma, but how would he have known that he had psychic powers? Um, They just kind of put it together and didn't explain that part, which I thought was a little strange. Um, the, the journey of getting Hopper out of Russia, um, and the, the storyline there where they had to go back into the prison and burn the, the Demogorgon or whatever, it was like, I guess it just, it felt like almost too much at that point, too much of them having to go back and, but you know, it's a part of the story, what have you. Um, and then once they all came came together at the end it was like ah oh, there you go finally but the journey up until that point i think added 
added greatly to the story. So that wasn't bad. Um, altogether, uh, I'd give that if we're doing like A, B, C, and D, um, or F, I would give that, I'd say about a B, a B plus for Stranger Things. For, um, for the boys, I'd say like a D minus. I am not happy with it. The story was not great. The, it, it, and again, as I've always said, the ending is the most important. And luckily it's a TV show with numerous episodes every year. Um, which is also a weird thing about Stranger Things. You had, what was it, seven? Was it, did it end at six or seven episodes? And that was part, the first part, or part one or whatever. And then part two is only two episodes, but it was four hours long in total. Um, I did, why did they do that? And it was a month apart. That didn't make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you make 10 episodes, take a break over summer, come back in fall, and then another 10 episodes, and then start doing it that way, which I think The Walking Dead started doing that. It just doesn't make sense to have a two-year layoff, to come back, have six or seven episodes, take a break, and then two more episodes, two more long episodes. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. That was kind of stupid. I don't know. Maybe it was something to do with production. Um, but yeah, so boys, boys, I'll give a D minus. Um, really, really upset with uh, the ending. But like, like I was getting into just a second ago, um, it's there'll there'll be another season. You know, Soldier Boy is still alive. Uh, Homelander is still alive. Maeve is still alive, missing an eye and her powers. Uh, but she can get her powers back, as we saw with the feral um, Asian chick. Um, and also, Butcher now has a year and a half before, a year to a year and a half before he dies. Um, or at least that's what you think. Uh, what else? That's pretty much it. So. Um, there's my review on those two. Not super happy. Um, the debate was pretty decent. Uh, it could have been better on, on Destiny's side. He's just got to realize that he's being mistreated, mistreated by, uh, and not, not respected. I'll say that not just mistreated, but disrespected by Sam Cedar and let them debate again. And I, uh, I would assume knowing what I know about, um, Destiny's, uh, ability to debate, um, I would assume that he could come back and really, um, really knock down, knock out Sam Cedar. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if they ever do that again, but I would hope that he comes back with a little bit more, um, animosity, I think would be a good driving factor for, uh, that debate against Sam Cedar and, uh, Sam better fucking prepare himself if he wants to uh, continue debating because it looks like he's lost. He's either lost a step or, you know, the mask is, has fully come off and uh, we're now seeing who he really is. So we'll see. But until next time, be accountable, be responsible. Don't be a bitch-ass liberal.